Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> Ooh, don't know my own strength. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodcher. Terrific. This week, we are going to talk about the Mighty Moose. Moose are pretty cool and interesting animals. Uh, I will go over all about them, then end on a few, then we're going to end on a few attack stories. Because, surprise, they can be pretty dangerous. <laughs> uh, I learned a lot of uh, really cool things while in, uh, while researching them, and hopefully, hopefully everyone else will, too. Uh, we, ho- we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode, and we want to thank Dana for being a uh, guest on the show with us. Last week, we covered a bunch of recent animal stories and attacks, something we do every two months. And we had a lot of good stories last week, uh, so go back and check it out if you haven't yet. And uh, as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor. How you doing today, buddy? Wait, where's Dana? I thought she'd be here again. I think he's got a thing for your wife. She's in my bed. That's where she's in. She's in my bed. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't think he's everyone's favorite cheetah anymore. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> we should do something different. <laughs> oh, I like that one. I like that. We're just going to leave it in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners uh, from all over the world. Thank you for following us and helping us grow. Uh, I like to think that we have a small cult-like following. And if you enjoy the show and you want to contribute, what you can do is go to iTunes or whatever platform you use. Give us a re- rating. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us get noticed and gain more attention, gain more listeners. I know it only I know it takes 30 seconds, but it really helps, so we would appreciate it if you could do that for us. Uh, we want as much interaction as we can. All right, but Dave, before we get going on the episode, what do you say we play a game? Okay. Uh, find that country challenge. Last <laughs> week, you and Dana chose you chose Tuvalu, right? Yeah. Uh, which I found pretty easily. Uh, maybe you can get me this week. Uh, Dave has selected a random country and I will find it on his nice squeaky globe. What do you have for me this week? Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Turkmenistan. 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 Sorry. Ba-doom. Right Ah. there. Good try. Uh, I know in, in this area, it's all, so Turkmenistan is just north of Iran and part of the Caspian Sea. So all the uh, stand countries are kind of in this general area. So you have Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Tajikistan, and what's the other one? Kyrgyzstan. I don't know how that's, (laughs) I'm not saying that one right, but they're all kind of right there in that one general area, almost Middle Eastern. Uh, Do you have anything to share about it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It has a population of almost 6 million, okay. 5.9 million as of 2019. That's not that's not very many. Yeah, I thought it was bigger than what we've been dealing with. with the other yeah, ones. with the <laughs> island countries, you're yeah. right. But uh, yeah, so it has 6 million. And it actually has grown from 4 million in 2000. Okay, so, so it's been pretty growing good growth. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it, most of the uh, demographics, I guess you'd call it, are uh, Turkmen. <laughs> That's what they're called, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much too much about the country in general. I, I wonder if that's if that also means uh, Turkish. If Turkmen or Turk, 
people the, from Turkey as well. No, I don't that's, know. And that's a religion, I think. Isn't what it? Is? The Turks? Or the Turks? Yeah, what were the Turks? I was it was a it was a culture civilization yeah. back in the day. That's the Ottomans and the Turks, wasn't it? I can't remember. Let's not let's so not try know. to try to think we know and then be totally wrong. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll stay <laughs> out of that. But anyway, that's they make up they're the largest uh ethnic group there. 85%. Then they have uh 5% is Uzbeks. So that's Uzbekistan. Mm-hmm. And 4% is Russians. Yeah. Okay. And they used to, Russians used to make up almost 20% of that country. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was, but do you know if it was part of the Soviet Union? Uh, I didn't get that. I, know that. I, I don't know any. Yeah, no, I don't. But, all right. But, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, one more tidbit on it is that it is the least densely populated country in the world. The least? It is the least? I thought Mongolia was. Mm, let's see this again. According it might be to this it, source. I wouldn't, it says it's the least. I wouldn't doubt it's up there. So let, because I think it's Mongolia, but uh, I I wouldn't doubt that it's up there. I know that that makes sense. But oh, I'm sorry. One of the least. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> one oh, of the least. my bad. No, I'll I buy that. Good idiot. thing I know so much. One of the least. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it has the Karakum Desert in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Good choice. Uh, we got out of the islands for yeah. uh, for once, but uh, I still I like found the it. islands. <laughs> <laughs> I found it pretty easy, but yeah, yeah, it was nice to learn some things about it. Yeah. So uh, let's let's continue. Let's keep going. Let's get into it. Let's talk about moose. Moose. <laughs> I knew I knew you're gonna say that. At some. It's point. just a word that just uh, now that I hear it every time, mm-hmm. it just has to go with it. You know. <laughs> It's a prerequisite, I suppose. All right, but let's get going. So moose, they are the largest species of deer on the planet. Their Latin name, Bullwinkle. No, it's not Bullwinkle. <laughs> it's uh, Alcis Alcis. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I have any info on what that means or whatever. But their naming is actually pretty interesting because in North America, we call them moose. But in Europe... Uh, in with British English, they are called elk. Okay, which is confusing because elk are a totally different species here in North America. And the word moose first entered English in the 1600s, and there was a moose species that went extinct in Britain like a thousand years ago. And the word elk was used for the moose in other parts of Europe where they still live. Hmm. But not having any living moose on the island, the meaning became pretty vague to uh, Britain. So who used the word elk to uh, basically just call any large deer in general, they would call it an elk. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. you know what's funny though is that it does seem to resemble an elk more than it does a deer. It's a much larger... It's, I think it's just its own thing. It's yeah. its own... A moose, it's like a... It's like a horse slash a deer slash a camel. Horse, horse, deer, camel. camel Yeah, doesn't it? Uh, But and to make things even more confusing, in the early days of American uh, colonization by the British, they called a moose a black moose and they called an elk a gray moose. (laughs) So they're just mixing that all around. Yeah, it's it's pretty confusing, and I don't know when the the names changed to what they are today. I mean, I'm glad they did change. But in Europe, they still call moose elk there. Huh. Uh, enough about confusing uh, confusing past how they get their names. Let's learn other things. 
So a male moose is called a bull, a mature male. Uh, a mature female is called a cow. A young one is called a calf. Pretty simple and not confusing there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most people know what a moose looks like. But let's go over their looks and where they live a little bit. Like I said, they are the largest deer species and the second largest land animal in both North America and Europe. Uh, do you remember what the first is? Of the largest? The first largest animal in... The largest animal in North America and Europe. Moose is second. Do you know what's first? The bear. No. Bison. Oh, okay. And we lightly covered bison uh, in our animals... Uh, or Yellowstone episode, episode nine, I believe. But there are bison in Europe, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, and they are larger. They weigh more than moose. Moose are taller, but bison will weigh more. The size of a moose will depend on its environment and where it lives. Bulls, on average, uh, they will weigh around anywhere from 750 to 1,600 pounds. And the largest ones stand over seven feet tall at the shoulder. And cows are smaller and will normally come in at around 450 to 1,100 pounds. I mean, that's a big animal yeah. right there. Uh, <clears throat> so let's quickly go over... Oh, okay. So that brings us to the eight different subspecies of moose. And we, <laughs> I love dealing with subspecies. But uh, sometimes subspecies get really complicated. Uh, it's not too bad here with the moose because there's only eight. But you know what? Let's quickly go over each subspecies. Okay. The largest subspecies is the Alaskan moose. The largest confirmed size was shot along the Yukon River in 1897. This bull weighed in at uh, 1,800 pounds. Eight, uh, 1,808 pounds. Wow. And measured 7.6 feet high at the shoulder. Jeez. That's a big moose. Reports of larger moose have been reported. Uh, there's apparently some people said they've seen moose at uh, 2,600 uh, 2, pounds. I don't know if they're going to wow. get that big, but the claims are not considered reliable. Yeah. Either uh, way, that's still like a, was it, Yao Ming size? <laughs> Yao <of> Ming <laughs> size moose. <laughs> or like an Andre the Giant moose. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the rest of the different subspecies aren't far behind on their size, so keep that in mind. But Alaskan moose are known to be the biggest. Next is the Eurasian elk, because it's uh, it's a moose in Europe, so let's call it an elk. <laughs> These moose are found in Finland, Sweden, Norway, Latvia, Estonia, and parts of Russia. And then they're also in small sections of Eastern Europe... Like Poland, I think even Germany, Czech Republic, just kind of in you know, yeah. some more of that east, more of the eastern part of Europe, and their their popula the po their population is doing well and regaining some territory there in Europe. Uh, next is the Yakutin moose. Hmm. They live in Siberia. Uh, northeast China in Manchuria, so tip the north part, oh, okay. and even in Mongolia, they are the most common moose in Asia. Uh, next is the smallest of all the subspecies, the Amur moose, or the Siberian moose. They are around Far East Russia, and for some reason their antlers are much smaller than other subspecies. 
and a big bull is around 750 pounds ish. So mm. they're on the smaller side. And then next, uh, the, for the fifth one, is the East Siberian moose. There's lots of different subspecies of moose in Siberia. If you know, like Siberia and Russia is huge. Yeah. So I could see how that can happen. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they have like three subspecies in East Russia alone. Uh, this subspecies rivals the Alaskan moose in total size. So you could say it's the second largest. Oh, okay. And it's very, it's kind of, if you think about moose and brown bears, it's kind of mm -hmm. similar. Like, you know, when we covered bears, we talked about brown bears. Like the grizzly bears in Alaska are the biggest, but they're really, they're really close size-wise to the Kodiak bears in Russia. So it's similar yeah. with moose. Okay. Uh, sixth, we go back to North America and have the eastern moose which covers eastern Canada and the U.S., including Quebec, Ontario, and most of New England and northern New York. Hmm. Uh, then we have the western moose. This moose covers from northern Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, and in Canada all the way through British Columbia. If you shot a moose in Red Dead Redemption 2, it is a western moose. Okay. <laughs> All right. And eighth, uh, I serve, I saved the best for last, only because our last subspecies lives here in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> it is called the Shiraz moose or Shiraz moose. I'm not sure how to pronounce Ooh, interesting. it. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I think, I think the name Shiraz is a Native American name, but not sure which tribe or it came from. Huh. But the, their range is uh, covers seven states, including Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Washington, Wyoming, and good old Utah. Hmm. In Utah, they are right. Uh, they're right around us. Hell, there could be one right outside your door right now. We would never know. That's how close they can get. The, they that's the, where they live. They live right around here. Uh, they live higher up in the mountains, but it's winter right now, so they they'll they're known to come down during winter. And uh, but in northern Utah, you can find them in any of our mount our mountains, like our Wasatch Mountains. Uh, I've only seen them in the Uintas before, which is like two hours from Salt Lake City. But they have a healthy population here, and basically no predators here either. Yeah, I know they can be found. You can find them in Park City, too. They've caused road accidents up Parley's, oh. Parley's Canyon often before. And our moose here is actually the smallest subspecies in North America. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But it's pretty much as far south as they go around the world is right around here. Oh, okay. So there are all the subspecies. Um I'm sure a lot of our listeners have had a, a moose run in of some kind or have seen a moose. If you do, uh, listeners, if you have a cool moose story, just shoot it. Let us know. That'd be kind of cool. Shoot yeah. it our way. Yeah. He didn't mean shoot the moose. He means shoot us an email. Yes. That's, <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> but now let's talk about their antlers. Some species have different attributes and sizes to them, but for the most part, they fit the, tr we're going to talk about the traditional shape for a moose, which is different from other species of deer. Now, antlers are mostly used as a sign of dominance and used to fight with. Cows even select mates based on antler size. Hmm. The size and growth rate of antlers is determined by diet and age. 
So if you're a moose expert, you might even be able to determine the age of a bull by its antler size. So like a lot okay. of, I imagine hunters are able to do that. So do they shed them at all? Or yeah. They, I'm going to get to okay. that. Yeah. Moose antlers are different in that they have a large base, which is called a palm. Hmm. So you've, you've, you've seen moose antlers, right? Yeah. Okay. So they have like a part of it. It's kind of like a palm. Oh, I you see get what I'm mean, talking about? It looks like fingers, you mean? Or? Yeah, well, okay. there's like a, a sturdy base, and then then there's a bunch of fingers. Uh, okay, so that's yeah. that's the best okay. way to talk, to picture it. I thought. So yeah, so think of your hand. Uh, a moose has the base like your palm, and then the spikes, which are called tines. That's the that's the best way I can think of explaining it. It's got okay. more than five tines, but yeah, that's yeah. It kind of looks like like. Fingers, you know, like they're going. Yeah, yeah. Like this. You put your, <laughs> yeah, you put your hands up in the air. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm teasing a moose in. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see what Dave's doing. Nobody else can. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I yeah, get Yeah, put you your mean. thumbs on the side of your head and, and wiggle your fingers up in the air. And that's. I don't know why looks, we wiggle looks like them, a moose. But... Yeah, looks like a moose. Because you're taunting a moose. Okay. You're like making fun of him. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> do that again. But yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't think about that until now. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but antlers are used for, like I said, they're used for mating uh, after mating season, and mating season is between September October. So after that, the males will drop their antlers to conserve energy for the winter. And when I don't, I didn't really know that they actually this actually happened like all the way. But I I actually watched on a video to know what it meant to lose an antler because I saw it a couple times. Like they lose their antlers completely. What? I didn't really know that. So then in this, um, I watched this video and the moose is shaking. The antler falls completely off. Wow. One side of its antler just falls completely off. Wow. I didn't know that they did it like that. I didn't, I wasn't really sure. So now I know that their antlers fall completely off. (laughs) It's like a weight lifted off my head, shoulders (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, those have got to be heavy. Yeah, but see, their antlers completely fall off. Then in the springtime, they begin growing them again. Uh, they, it, it takes around three to five months for them to grow back to their maximum size. It's one of the fastest growing parts of uh, any mammal on the planet. Wow. And then in springtime, their antlers begin growing back and covered. When they begin growing back, they're covered with a layer of skin called velvet. Hmm. So, oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, if you see uh antler or moose with antlers that are, you you look like why is that covered in skin? But there's a reason for that because that's what helps it grow and it has hairs and blood vessels that go to it. Then by fall time, the moose remove this velvet by rubbing against trees, uh taking the skin off. So, I mean, I've actually seen pictures of moose with like looks like skin falling off their antlers. And this is the reason why it looks legit like skin. Uh, None of this hurts them, by the way, losing an antler is painless. And so is growing it back. And it took me a bit to find photos of this too, but I I guess uh, photo taking season is when they have their antlers primed. You know, you you mostly see photos of when they're primed and looking good with their antlers. Yeah. So it took me a while to find like photos of the antlers being weird. Like there's some weird photos of moose antlers. It's, it's kind of odd, but that's honestly something I didn't know is that they shed them and all this stuff is really interesting. That might be kind of neat to go uh, around when they lose them. 
try you know, was in the fall. Yeah. See if you can find them. So, uh, interesting fact, and I think I'm about to touch on. Oh, yeah. So, but get this. When the antlers fall, they are actually a food source for squirrels, mice, other rodents, and birds. Oh, man. <laughs> so, you got to get to it before them, Dave. Oh, yeah. They, they have a lot of nutrients, apparently. And there have even been reports of moose eating their own antlers. Oh, man. For, nutri- for their nutrients. So, yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so you'd have to beat them to find it. But, you could, but, yeah, you could possibly find antler, moose antlers around. I wouldn't doubt it. Now, in the event that a bull moose is castrated or has... Uh, or in any fashion, or his balls don't drop properly, this creates odd shapes in their antlers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so if you've seen a moose with weird shapes, uh, it's likely something is wrong with his balls. <laughs> but it's true. Like, there's... Uh, I, I didn't, I couldn't find a really good picture, but there's been reportings of weird antlers. Oh. Like, one growing up, one growing down. Oh, wow. So, if you see that, you can kind of know why. He's not healthy, <laughs> first off. Well, no wonder the mate looks for the antlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. That's That might be why. Like, nature selected yeah. that. I don't know. So, the velvet skin layer, like I was talking about, will stay on for a few months in... And then removes it in the fall. And they will also dig a rutting pit. That's... Oh, and the everybody loves to eat the um, velvet, too. All the, oh, all the, all the okay. other critters will love to eat the velvet. Because it's like almost like legit meat. Hmm. They will all, So, yeah, they will dig a rutting pit. And that's what the mating season is called, a rut. Uh, but they will dig these pits and urinate in them and splash their urine on their antlers like a type of cologne for the ladies. <laughs> and then sometimes even the the females will even go in and go into these urinated pits themselves and splash the male's urine on themselves. <laughs> That's funny. Can you see the commercial for the moose? <laughs> <laughs> My urine. We, for you, <laughs> we could just we could just like s- spray a bunch of cologne and have somebody splashing it on them. <laughs> I don't know, but we could figure out a funny commercial with moose. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, once a moose starts getting old, like around 13, 14 ish, give or take, their antler size will begin to decrease, and antlers can weigh over seventy pounds too. Wow, I imagine that's together. Yeah. I think, um, and spend and spread from another to another six feet. They can be wow. six feet from one antler to the other. Jeez. Their heads are massive, dude, and just almost yeah five to six feet. That's t- that's wow. like our height. Yeah, I'm five. I'm 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 five ten. So like that's me across there. It's kind of funny to think Jeez. about. But yeah, and they also have the largest antlers of any animal. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. So moose, uh, let's talk about their fur. Moose fur can range from a dark brown, almost black coat. Um, I don't know exactly where that, which subspecies has that, but uh, then, so they can be almost completely black to all the way to like the reddish brown color. Okay. Depends on where they live. And they have, moose have really long legs. We've all should know what a moose looks like. Their moose or the their legs take of like more than half their height size. I swear, uh, moose both 
male and female have this weird thing. It's a fold of skin under their chin that hangs down called a dewlap. Huh. Uh, or a bell. But I kind of like dewlap. That's kind of a nice name. I like that name. Yeah. Uh, the reason for a dewlap is completely unknown. Hmm. Nobody knows why they have. But do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, nobody knows why this dewlap is around. There's no reason for it that we know of. Huh. Uh, also, maybe they're maybe they're descended from turkeys. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> also, moose are a uh, ungulate species, meaning they have hooves. We've talked about ungulates okay. before. All right. Now their range and distribution, I kind of touched on when I went over the subpopulations, but they are found in high. Uh, colder climates in North America, Europe, and Russia. They have a particular climate they require. They don't sweat, so they constantly retain body heat. So they need a colder climate to live in. Hmm. And they, they do very well in the cold. During the summer, they need plenty of shade and a water source. They can go in and cool down. They've also, uh, they're also very good swimmers. I'm gonna, I'll touch on that a little bit later. But they are definitely a high-altitude, cold-weather type of animal. Now, a moose diet. They are herbivores, obviously. Uh, it consists of terrestrial and aquatic plants. Lots of different kind of plants. I, I didn't bother listing them all because they're <laughs> plants. And I, I kind of don't care about 40 different pl- types of plants to name mm-hmm. after. Uh, moose eat plants on the ground and water. They eat plants. <laughs> okay, but I will say this. After doing hours of research, I, I I wasn't about to research like all these different species of plants. So, But I did a little bit. Oh, okay. okay, so I know they do eat um, pulling forbs, striped maple, hmm. and trembling aspen. Ooh. What is trembling aspen, you might ask? And I wish I didn't know, but I clicked on it and I have, and I read it. So a trembling aspen is a tree native to cooler areas of North America. One of several species to go by the common name aspen. (laughs) It may also be known as the quaking aspen, American aspen, mountain aspen, the golden aspen, or of course the trembling aspen. (laughs) Starting to sound like a moose at like this pr- prestigious restaurant here. <laughs> I'll have only the trembling aspen, please. <laughs> or not to be confused with the Eurasian aspen, <laughs> the common aspen, or the quaking aspen. <laughs> Don't confuse them. Could you imagine? Uh, I know. I know this wasn't listed as an aspen tree episode, so I tricked you into it. That's hey, what you it can actually tell is. It's an aspen, asp- by the way. It's an aspen <laughs> tree episode. <laughs> I fooled everyone. All right. Shoot me if we have to resort to doing an Aspen tree episode sometime. <laughs> okay. And more, uh, more, uh, one more Aspen tree fact. The quaking Aspen tree is the state tree of Utah. Hey, did you know that? No. I, did you care? Uh, I didn't know that I cared, but yep. I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the, the quaking Aspen is the official tree of Utah. Oh, I guess the moose can't eat it or else uh, they're, yeah, yeah, they'll get arrested. Break right? the law, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, that's enough about aspen trees. Basically, it's a, a short version of their diet is they eat plants. 
Mainly Aspen. <laughs> Trembling Aspen. <laughs> Not the common Aspen. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> let's let's go to something more interesting now, okay? Okay. Other than Aspen trees, let's go to Predators of Moose. Ooh. A full-grown moose has very few enemies, with the exception of brown bears, wolves, and Siberian tigers. Ooh. Yeah. They are the main predators of moose. Yeah, these those three are the main predators of moose and are capable of taking down adult bulls. Hmm. But young calves face quite a few more challenges and predators. The three I just mentioned, plus cougars, black bears, and even wolverines have been recorded killing young calves. I mean, there's probably more. There's like coyotes. I'm sure there's more out, more things that feed on them. And I'll touch on a couple more. But in coyotes are, or not coyotes, uh, wolverines aren't even that big. No, but they are ferocious. Yeah. There was even one, one little thing I read that there was a report of a wolverine taking down a full grown adult. But. I didn't. I didn't, wasn't wow. gonna say that until now. Well, I guess I'm saying it, but I'm not sure I buy that. Yeah, maybe that's just how the moose antlers get twisted around. You know, <laughs> they get to the. Oh, balls, maybe you know? the, yeah, the wolverine goes for the balls. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe yeah. If you see a weird looking moose antlers, um, Ooh, moose wolverine. Yeah, wolverine. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> but in some areas, moose are the primary food source for wolves. In some areas, less than half of newborns last more than a few weeks because of wolves. Mm. Then in Alaska, moose face a marine predator. Marine predator? Not polar bear. Killer whale, or orcas. Serious? Yeah. Orcas have been known to kill moose when they are swimming between islands. Oh my goodness. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And then, if you remember, we touched on this. Uh, there is one recorded instance of a moose preyed on by a Greenland shark. Oh. <laughs> remember when we talked? Yeah. If you, yeah, if you remember, we went over the Greenland shark on our polar bear episode. Yeah. But uh, there was an instance where a Greenland shark had a moose in its mouth, and people like had to come and take it out of its mouth because it was choking on the moose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that something? That is crazy. Uh, but probably... I. I'm, in my estimation, probably the main predator are wolves for the most part. I'm brown bears too, but they primarily target calves and elderly moose, but wolf packs are quite capable of taking on a full grown moose. Mm. Even there's been reports of an individual wolf taking down a full grown moose. Wow. Yeah. That fits with an article. I just uh, talked with you a little bit about which one that I read. Um, they recently just sur- supplanted uh, uh, four Canadian wolves into oh, yeah. somewhere here in the United States. I think it was some island. I think you said like Michigan. By, yes, yeah, somewhere in Lake Michigan or something like that. I think it was an island or area there. Um, the moose population there was just becoming too much. They were afraid that there's so many moose there that they'll eat all the grass on that island or in that place that then the moose can't even survive because no. there's no grass for them to live off of. So they put... They brought four Canadian wolves over, I guess because they're bigger, Yeah, and they'll hunt them down. Oh, that's pretty kind of cool. keep the population in check. Yeah, wolves and predators are ne- necessary for animals like moose. Mm. Uh, but taking on a full-grown moose for any animal is no easy task. Moose will aggressively defend themselves uh, and their calves, 
So it's a big risk for wolves and bears or anything. It's a big risk for them to try to take on a moose. Yeah. Moose have re- uh, reportedly killed wolves and bears wow. by, by kicking at them and trampling over them. Jeez. So they knock it down and try to trample over it. Wow. So it's not easy to kill a full-grown moose. And also the life of a moose is no is not easy, especially if they live where lots of predators are. You know, you have yeah. uh, moose are mostly diurnal, meaning they are most active in the daytime. Okay. Uh, they, unlike other deer species, are mostly solitary. They're solitary animals living in their own area. You'll really only see moose together during the rut or like mother and calves. They don't, yeah. they're not like other, you know, like you see, you see other deer and there's, there could be dozens of them together, but not moose. It's different for them. And like I said, the rut is in September, October. The males are polygamous and will <laughs> will mate with as many females as possible. Mm. But of course, the dominant male may need to fight other males for this right to to mate with okay. them. That's pretty standard yeah. for an animal in nature in general. Uh, once a female is pregnant, the gestation period is eight months. So calves are born in May or June-ish. And they normally produce one calf or sometimes two if they're in a good habitat with good nutrition. Uh, females will keep their calves for around 10 to 12 months before leaving the calves for themselves. Hmm. So now I want to cover moose relationship with humans. So going back far here, rock drawings and cave paintings have been found going back to like 6,000 BCE. So a long time ago, it reveals that people have hunted moose for that long. Okay. A popular hunting technique for ancient people used were called elk pits. Uh, so obviously European, but they would dig up pits like a six foot deep uh, pit and making them so moose couldn't escape once they fell in. Hmm. Um, on might have been confused for uh, a rut pit for one of the most biggest males, <laughs> yeah. some females. Oh, there's gotta be <laughs> urine in there. <laughs> yeah, haha! You fell into my trap. <laughs> and uh, so they would, well, they would actually uh, camouflage them these pits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With branches and leaves, kind of like you know, you're, this is people have seen pits like this on yeah. TV, or at least. Um, and this is pretty effective. And in northern Europe, it was used up until the 19th century, but it is now not allowed anywhere. Oh, uh, moose are still a popular animal to hunt in every territory they are in. Um, our brother-in-law, TJ, he's mm. he's killed taking a moose before. I know here in Utah, and I'm not sure about other places, but a person can only kill one moose in their lifetime. Oh, okay. I, I uh, This may be different in other places, but I'm pretty sure that's the case here in Utah. Yeah, I so, so I imagine that's going to be the case for surrounding states as well. I think so, but I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to say that. And from what I've heard on the... Yeah, moose... Oh, and from what I've heard and what from what I've read... Moose meat is terrific. Mm. Uh, I, I've I've had deer and elk, but I've never had moose. But I've heard moose is the best. Mm. So now I got to get me some moose somewhere. Yeah. 
It's been described like tender beef with more flavor, like veal. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Making me hungry. Yeah. I think it deserves a double name, you know, like the trembling aspen. <laughs> this is uh this is the what would we call it? I don't know. I don't know the best meat is only moose meat. The moose meat. Uh, the meat has lots of protein and a low fat content. Uh, even my dad was talking, he was telling me the other day on how good moose tastes. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess it's, and I guess it's a big uh, menu item, particularly in Sweden. They mm. love their moose meat in Sweden, apparently. Oh. I've never tried it. I would definitely like to try it. Would it's, you yeah, it's not something they sell here. No, you, you just you can have find to bison find easier than moose. It, hunted it. Yeah, and even bison. I hear bison meat's good too. Oh, I've I've had bison, and bison's very good. But I've never had moose. I got to get me some, some yeah. moose meat. Um, any listeners, if you've shot a moose, you can feel free to send me some moose meat. Yeah, not just he doesn't mean shoot an email. He means actually, if you've shot one, give him some meat. Yes, that's what <laughs> I mean. All right, so now let's go over their population and conservation status. On our conservation chart, the scale, uh, it's one through seven, one being the worst, being extinct, seven being the best, meaning of least concern, they are at a seven. Okay. They are at least concern. Some populations are doing better than others, but for the most part, in general, they are doing very well. Okay. In Canada, there are esti an estimated 500,000 to 1 million moose. Wow. It's a big gap. So, but they're in there, I guess. Uh, in the U.S., it's estimated to be around 300,000 with two-thirds of them in Alaska. Wow. And in Russia, it's an estimated 600,000. In Scandinavia, so Norway, Sweden, Finland, an estimated five to 600,000. Hmm. the rest of In the rest of Europe, uh, there's around 20 to 35,000. Okay. So moose, I'm just putting over the moose in general are doing okay. I didn't know that there were that many moose in Scandinavia, though. Yeah. That, that surprised me a little bit. I didn't know that they were such a big deal there. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our random facts segment. Okay. This is a quick listing of facts that I didn't have a place for earlier or found later in my research. So, first one, uh, a few countries have tried to domesticate moose. Oh, interesting. In 1949, a small-scale moose domestication program was started in the Soviet Union. And I think it still exists today. Uh, as of 2003, this is the only information I could find. I didn't want to do a rabbit hole click and search and, and this and do yeah. another like I did with the aspen tree. What would you domesticate them for? Like a circus? I don't know. Actually, I did uh, read that they farm their urine. The farm what basically you... makes no money. The only money they make is from the moose milk, which oh. that's the only thing that they'll make money from. But as of 2003, the moose farm had a herd of 33 tame moose. Hmm. So I guess you can tame a moose. Interesting. Average lifespan in the wild for a moose is around 15 to 20 years-ish, give or take. And then next, moose uh, casually eat around 70 pounds of food a day wow. in the summertime. They, they'll they just eat as much as they can. And they'll, in the wintertime, it varies. They'll try, they, they eat less, and so they'll try to eat around 30 pounds. But it's just pretty much eat what you can get in the winter. Okay. And like a lot of animals, they can be albino, 
But in some areas, you are not allowed to shoot albino moose. Hmm. I don't know. I think I don't know what the reasoning why is. Maybe just because they're rare and people like them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they run fast too. They are on their long, lanky legs and can reach up to thirty to thirty-five miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned this, but they are great swimmers, and they love being in the water, especially during the summer, and they they love to eat their uh, aquatic plants. Hmm. They're, I, they're, I think they're the only deer in the... I'm not 100% sure, but I think they're the only deer species in North America that goes after these aquatic plants. Oh, okay. And I, I feel like that's a special adaptation because they're long legs... They can reach down further than oh, to go to those yeah. aquatic plants. I don't know. But they can hold their breath for casually around a minute. Hmm, so that's okay. pretty good. I can't yeah. hold my breath that long. You <laughs> you can hold your breath pretty good, I, can you? Yeah, when I was younger, I used to be able to do that for a minute. But yeah, I struggle. Uh, I'm probably around 40, 40 seconds now. Yeah, dude, that's, I'm like a 20 second. <laughs> Not kidding. I don't know why. Huh. But I can't hold my breath that long. All right, let's continue. That doesn't... Nobody cares about that. Uh, Now, kind of a big thing I wanted to cover are moose and vehicle collisions. Mm. Moose, like all deer, are pretty dumb when it comes to crossing roads. And collisions are not uncommon. There is a difference between hitting a deer and hitting a moose, too. Big difference. The body of a moose is above the hood of like a regular car. I was telling you when we were driving the yeah. car today. But uh, yeah, the bo- the body of a moose is above the hood of a regular sized car and their long legs don't help with this. And in a collision, the impact crushes the front windshield, therefore crashes uh, the, the, the moose's body will crash through the windshield and crash the driver and the passenger. Seatbelts and airbags don't protect you when a thousand-pound moose is coming through. (laughs) Uh, If you're in a large truck or something, it's not as bad, obviously. So, moose collisions have a higher fatality fatality rate, uh, not just for the moose, but for people than the other deers. So, here's a stat I found. Car crashes from deer species, including moose, account for around 1.5 million accidents a year just in the United States. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, my sister just hit a deer up in Idaho. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. So, and it ruined, spent, they had like $5,000 worth of damage in their car. Gee. It's a big deal. And in some areas, people are developing overpasses, like bridges or underground pathways for moose and other wildlife can use them, use that to cross over the road. Um, Mm. But I don't think it's been, I don't think it's, that's in a lot of places yet, but it's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, And even fences high enough for moose uh, that people put in high fence if so Sometimes, so moose can't get over them. Yeah. Spe- specifically for moose. Yeah. All right, but now let's touch on... I got a few more stats I want to read over. From 2000 to 2008 in Norway, an estimated 13,000 moose were killed just by collisions with trains. Oh, Not wow. even vehicles, but with trains alone. Gee. 13,000 moose in eight years. Gee. That's a lot, huh? 
That's a lot of moose meat. They can't hear the train coming or something? I don't know. What are they doing? I don't know. Talk about a deer in headlights or something. Deer are dumb when crossing the nose. (laughs) What is that sound? Is it a mate? I'll go closer to it. (laughs) And then uh, in Massachusetts, a study found moose collisions kill 3% of their moose population each year. Gee. And then in Alaska, from 1996 to 2006, 17 people died from moose collisions. Mm. It's honestly not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but well, that's still 17 people. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's still probably more than deer. Yeah. And then in Anchorage alone, about 130 moose die each year from collisions, and that's just in Anchorage. Mm. So this is kind of a this is kind of a big issue. Oh, and I watched a video. Of a female moose getting hit by an SUV. Oh, the, the SUV wasn't going, ter- wasn't going too fast, but this this uh, female moose just ran right in front of the road. Nobody had nobody could do anything, but oh. it hit it. The moose went flying twenty feet in the air. Oh my goodness! A, a seven or eight hundred pound moose went flying. That went flying across the street, oh. and then uh, a second later, you see the camera, and the moose got up and starts oh. walking away. Wow! So. And but but at the the bad part is that all you got? <laughs> the bad part is her calves are still on the other side of the road now. Oh. So maybe they stopped traffic after that and let the calves go by. I don't know. But oh, yeah, this just an SUV going maybe thirty or forty just made wow. this moose go flying. It was better it's flying that way than into their windshield. Yeah. But yeah, that was a pretty crazy video I wow. saw there. <laughs> Uh, large predators aren't the only thing to feed on moose. Many parasites and mm. disease spread through moose populations. Ticks are a big problem sometimes. Mm. And they can uh, give what's called ghost moose. That's when a moose with ticks rubs and scratches trying to get the ticks off on trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it does it so much that it rips the skin off. Ugh. And so you can see the the white. And this Ugh. this creates further problems is now it has no, it has little protection against the cold. Yeah. So then they'll die from either of the reasons. In places, in places like Anchorage and other cities with moose, there are urban moose. Hmm. Uh, these moose literally go around like neighborhood to neighborhood, house to house, eating people's gardens <laughs> eat, and eating their trash. They're going through trash and uh, go like, yeah, backyard to backyard, pretty much. Hmm. Uh, I saw a video of two bulls fighting in a neighborhood in Alaska. Oh, wow. Just big. And they're like in a front driveway, kind of in the road. They go huh. from driveway to the road. But then you just see. People in their cars just with their phones and video and recording it all. Well, yeah, in Alaska, what do you know? They're like, this is better than UFC. Let's see what happens. <laughs> all right. So in 2000, or sorry, in 1910, 10 moose, four bulls, six cows were introduced to New Zealand. Wow. An area called Fjordland, I think, not fjord, it's F-I-O-R-D land. I don't know how you say it. It's more of a mountain area, but not considered to be great moose habitat. The last uh, proven sighting was in 1952. But in 2002, DNA tests showed the hair 
from a moose. So there has been uh, searching there. They've been searching no sightings of moose, but there has been evidence of bedding spots. Oh, so who knows? Maybe, maybe there are a few moose in New Zealand. I don't Mm, know. Interesting. All right. So now let's go to our next segment of the show. This is moose in pop culture. All right, so first one, you, you can kill the legendary moose in Red Dead Redemption 2, <laughs> which I did, by the way. Uh, I love Red Dead. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's an albino moose, and it takes like it takes like three shots from a sniper rifle, sniper rifle to kill that moose. Oh. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love Red Dead. You need to keep playing it. I know. I haven't played it in a long time. I didn't get very far. I finished the game. Wow. I say that all proudly. I spent, <laughs> I spent 60 hours playing that video game and finished it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, next, there the next moose is uh, a real one from Anchorage. Uh, he was given the name Buzzwinkle. Buzzwinkle. Because he liked eating fermented apples, which basically makes animals drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So Buzzwinkle, in November of 2007, went on a, a, a binge, <laughs> <laughs> and he... I uh, was on a drunken stroll throughout Anchorage and on his, on his stroll, he somehow became entangled in Christmas tree lights <laughs> and he pulled them off and he just, and kept them on. So he's now, he's now he's walking with Christmas re- tree lights in his antlers. Just <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now he's just walking around, but I guess he, uh, he, he did this for several years before too. So it's not his first time going out, but uh, what kind of made him famous and popular is the Christmas tree lights on his antlers after nice. that. But Buzzwinkle died in 2008. Oh, but, uh, leaves in, leaves us in drunken memory. Uh, apparently this isn't uncommon and several records of drunken moose have been reported, uh, throughout the world, kind of like huh. throughout Scandinavia and Alaska. But most of it, they this article said that it happens a lot more in Scandinavia. Oh. I guess you find more uh, fermented apples there. <laughs> uh, next, we have a man named, his real name is Quinn Okuinanka. I, I don't know. Hmm. O-J-I-N-N-A-K-A. Anyway, he was a professional football player who was drafted in the fifth round of the 2006 Draft by the Falcons, but he is better known uh, under his professional wrestling name, Moose. Nice. <laughs> and he, he's a big dude. He's a he's a big like he's 6'5", 295 pounds, big black dude. Uh, he, and he, he used to be an offensive lineman in the NFL. Uh, and he is yeah he's most known for working for Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and several other smaller promotions. Never with WWE. Oh. And he's also a former two-time Impact Grand Champion. Nice. Impact is the new name for TNA. Do you remember TNA wrestling and all? Uh-uh. It was like the second largest brand for there for a while. Oh, but now okay. it's kind of, I don't even know. I haven't watched it in years. Um, and I haven't, I don't even know what network it's on or anything. Uh-oh. But the Grand Championship was like a mid-level title. Kind of like the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. of Impact. But in 2017, Moose was ranked as the 55th best wrestler in the world. Hmm. Not bad. 
And if I'm right right now, he's still working for Impact, and he's recently turned heel. <laughs> so he's a bad guy now. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hoof for a second. Hoof. Right? He's turned hoof. Oh. <laughs> I, was, oh, I need a drink after that pun. <laughs> hey, but we didn't announce a new show yet. <laughs> Uh, there are other Moose characters I'm missing, but let's go to the main one, Bullwinkle J. Moose <laughs> from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Probably the most famous Moose, I would say. Yeah. Everybody should know who Bullwinkle is, uh, but the guy who the guys who created him named him after a car dealer. <laughs> <laughs> they, met, they met this car dealer with the last name Bullwinkle, and they thought it was a funny name, so then they put it into the nice. show. The TV show only ran for five years, from huh. 1959 to 64, but the show used to run on Cartoon Network when I was a kid, so I remember seeing it. Uh, his buddy Rocky is a flying squirrel, and they are from Frostbite Falls, is it Minnesota? I don't know, I can't remember. Frostbite Falls, yeah, I think it's Minnesota. Uh, but Bullwinkle got an honorary Mooster's degree from What's the Matter You... <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Nice. Uh, he and apparently, I remember Bullwinkle played football there. <laughs> nice. And he, uh, and I just read a few things that I thought this was kind of funny. He has an uncle named Uncle Dulap, after the bell on their the, oh, okay. their chin. Nice. <laughs> and then you remember the villains? Yeah, Boris, Boris, and Natasha, Natasha, and then. Oh, fearlessly, fearless oh. leader. Uh, there's Russian Cold War villains. <laughs> but, and there was then there was the movie made in 2000. Uh, you you said you never seen it. No, I saw it. It was stupid, but I liked it as a kid. And even though it was a box office bomb, although they had a lot, of, they had some big name actors in there at the time. They had, um, oh god, what's his name? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Thank you. Robert De Niro was in there. Keenan and Kel. Oh, okay. in there and then uh it was like the one of the first movies for piper parabo do you know that mm -hmm. she's most famous for like coyote ugly oh okay. i had the biggest yeah. crush on her from, from <laughs> the scene i you know what? i still do she's still hot nice uh all right so now we finished that segment so now we're reached our attack story segment of the show and I've I've got three good stories for us. They're going to be shorter, but they're good. And Dave, you have one for yeah. us as well. Yeah. But before the stories, let's learn a, a little bit more about moose attacks. Yeah. Moose are not usually aggressive towards humans, but can be provoked or frightened to aggression. In terms of numbers, they attack more people than wolves and bears combined, but normally only with minor injuries. Hmm. Uh, in the U.S., moose injure more more people than any other wild mammal. Mm. And worldwide, only hippos injure more. Wow! I was really startled, surprised by that. Yeah. But if you take into account, like you're not, if it's just mammals, and so uh, I guess moose would be up there. Yeah. Mm. The most aggressive moose are moose are bulls during the rut, and then obviously cows with young calves. Uh, don't mess with Mama Moose. She will attack you if you come too close. And moose are generally known to be very unpredictable. Mm, so do yeah. not do not approach a moose or any. Just don't don't stand next to a moose. Don't yeah. take a selfie with a moose. <laughs> and they will knock you down and trample you if 
Yeah. If they attack you, that's what All that 1,600 pounds. Yeah. And if you happen to have an encounter, what do you think you'd do, Dave? Um, you would probably walk away. Okay, well, you'd want to slowly back away, right? So, well, what do you do if it's going if attacks if it's going to attack you? What's your best plan? Uh, I would probably run up a tree or uh, yeah, or behind a tree, keep a tree that's, in between. That's us. actually yeah, very good, very good point. That's exactly what you want to do. Moose aren't predators, so it's okay if you run away. It's okay to run away from a moose. Actually, you want to. You want to try to put something between you and the moose, like a tree or a car or anything, something like that. Uh, normally, before they attack, they will make noises and slam their hooves on the ground as kind of a warning. Hmm. But yeah, you, you run away, so good plan. You got to get to a high tree, though, or be able to <laughs> climb quick because they can, they're pretty tall. Yeah, don't climb a trembling aspen. They'll just eat it down. <laughs> 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 That damn trembling ass. <laughs> uh, a moose can even kick in all directions. Wow. Not, not just behind him, but in front and to the sides. Oh, even. crazy. So don't go anywhere close to a moose if you have, just don't do it. Yeah. All right. But now let's get to some stories to people who did get too close. So Dave, how about I do one and then we'll do yours and then okay. I'll finish mine. Okay. Okay. All right, so for our first story, let's go to October 8th-ish. <laughs> I don't have the exact date, because the articles always come out a day or two later, so I yeah. don't know the exact date. Yeah. Anyway, so October 8th-ish, 2017. And let's meet a man named Rodney Buffett. He is 38. Rodney goes out moose hunting this day in Grand Bank, Canada, in Newfoundland, which is the far east part of Canada. He goes out with, the, with a few buddies and his fiance. Rodney spots, while they're out, Rodney spots a large bull about 200 yards away. He then fires two shots and drops the moose. Hmm. He goes over to inspect the moose, and while his fiance and buddies are on a hilltop a little ways away, Rodney turns around to signal them to bring a knife he forgot a knife he's uh -huh. like oh bring me a knife he turns around hey bring me a knife and when he turns back around the moose is standing straight up <laughs> the moose then charges Rodney well let's get it in Rodney's own words here <laughs> when I turned around he was on his four legs running with his head down and his antlers coming after me oh man so uh, the moose plowed into him and chucked him into the air. Oh. When he hit the ground, the moose trampled over him several times. Oh, man. Rodney says it felt like forever, but only lasted five minutes in reality. He even, that's still that's a long, still long time. time. He even got a hold of the antlers and kicked the moose in the head, trying oh. to defend himself. Uh, that probably didn't do too much, but the moose kind of... Took off after that. Remember, Jeez. because it's been shot twice. Rodney's fiance called 911, and when they went, he couldn't move. He was having a hard time oh. moving. So um, he was airlifted to a nearby hospital. He received stitches and staples in his head, hands, and chest. Jeez. He even had an imprint of a hoof on his forehead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but keep that. <laughs> keep that. He got like branded by the moose. <laughs> uh, 
But he, he wasn't seriously injured, no concussion or no internal injuries. And in his own words, uh, in, this is really in his own words. They tells me I'm hard headed. <laughs> and that's literally how the quote was. He, they nice. tells me I'm hard headed. <laughs> so I had to read it like that. He also says, I'm hoping to be back moose hunting about Friday or Saturday. Uh, with luck at all, uh, I'd go today. But no, the doctor won't let me. <laughs> so, yeah, can you imagine, like, turning around, hey, bring me my knife, because I just killed this moose. So I'll turn around, oh, the moose is not dead, and now it's attacking me. Jeez. But pretty crazy story, huh? That is. All right, yeah. Dave, so why don't you hit us with your story? All right, I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> okay, this happened in Sweden, 2017. Okay. Okay. Um, people found, woke up this morning and found a, a woman dead in the forest, well, in the forest or, you know, whatever it was. And so they're trying to figure out, well, how did this happen? You know? So Swedish police come and they determine it was a lawnmower and someone had come a and dumped the body in the forest. Yeah. They had a huge, she had a huge gash from her, uh, in her leg from hip to knee. Hip to knee. Yeah, it was just a long, huge gash. And they're like, okay, that's that's probably a mower blade. Oh, a lawnmower blade. Yeah. yeah. So they, somebody went and murdered a woman with a lawnmower blade and then just put them in the woods? Yeah. that's That was their first conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> Swedish police, man. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, it turns out um, they investigate a little further and found out it was a moose, you know. Mower blade, moose. Mower blade, you know? moose. The same letter in Big the alphabet, difference. you know. <laughs> So yeah, then so they found it. it they found that it was a moose. Yeah. Okay. So then they're like, oh yeah. Then they started as they delved further in. They found moose hair on her. So like, okay, I think that solidifies <laughs> well, it's, it's it. Not lawnmower hair. Yeah. And then they decided, well, you know, if it's charging, there should be saliva on it on her from when it, uh, you know, what would you call? Kind yeah, of yanks yeah. its head up. The saliva comes flying off too. Right. Sure enough, they found saliva moose saliva on her too. So, yeah, uh, you know, these are the Scotland Yard rejects, apparently. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is oh, terrible. That was their first conclusion. Long yeah. Long. Yeah. So then after that, they, they were starting thinking, oh, maybe it's a boar, you know, which it, was, it could be, you know, slash in the leg, mm-hmm. you know. But no, it turned out it was a moose. So a moose. Uh, she had been hooves, walking. probably. Yeah. She went out to walk with her dog. So somehow, I think what, the dog may have gone, chased like after dogs. it. And I then the dog. That. Came after the, or I'm sorry, and then the moose turned around and went after the dog. So then the dog comes back to its owner like, yip, 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 most yep. likely. And then the owner's <laughs> big ass moose right there. Moose gets yeah, you. Yeah, moose don't like dogs. They they're, they look like wolves and predators. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, yeah, that's kind of shows you the power of a moose and how dangerous they are. I mean, yeah. I've seen guys trampled by deer all the time. They go up being stupid and <laughs> deer start yeah. smacking them with their hooves, trying to rake them. And. They come out perfectly fine. It's like, oh, oh. And moose is a different around. story. No, yeah, you don't, you don't do that. And that's how dangerous it is. She died, you know, gored her with the antlers, antlers I, or, and then tramples her. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that gash. They actually, their hooves are really sharp, deceivingly mm, yeah. sharp. And from, I think, in my sto- later stories, but you can, we'll talk about it, and you can find that their, their uh, hooves will cut you up pretty mm, good. Yeah. From the trampling. Yeah. If you think about all that force they've got, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. It's So, yeah, that's what it ended up being. 
Lawnmower? No. Moose? I just yes. wonder how their first conclusion is. They're, I just picture a bunch of guys just sitting in their cop uniforms, just yeah. sitting, just kind of standing in a circle looking at her. Lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. One guy just goes, you know what? Lawnmower. Yeah. And all of them are like, oh, yeah, you know what? That might be right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or they're like, gosh, dang it, it's too cold out here. Just say it was a lawnmower. Let's get back. <laughs> yeah. <Just> lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny how that would be their first oh, thing gee. that's pretty good yeah. good story Dave I'm glad you brought that because I didn't I didn't find that one that was uh. funny alright so I'm gonna I'm let me go to my next one our next story uh, let's we gotta go to Thursday May 31st 2012 and we are going to Eagle River Alaska just outside Anchorage hmm. and let's meet a six year old girl named Chloe Metzger you know, it's no, normally not good when we meet a six-year-old or yeah. something like that. Anyway, she and her friend were jumping on their trampoline in her parents' backyard. Then they get off and walk to the nearby woods. And from what I read, uh, I'm guessing that they don't have a fence in their backyard, but their backyard attaches to the woods. Okay. okay? Yeah. When they reach the edge of the woods, a cow moose charged at the girls Ooh. and knocked Chloe down. Chloe's friend was able to escape and run into a playhouse in the backyard, like a like a swing set slash playhouse. Okay, thing, yeah, and kind of bury herself or barricade herself. But Chloe is down, and the moose uh, runs over her several times. Ooh! Then Chloe's dad, Wade Metzger, throws a piece of wood at the moose to distract it. This works, and Wade tells his daughter to go into the playhouse where her friend was. The moose turns its attention to Wade now. He then throws another piece of wood in the form of a baseball bat. (laughs) The moose then uh, flees. It flees away, but it runs right into the swing set, becoming becoming entangled in part of it and knocking it down. Oh, no! (laughs) So... Wade, the father, is trying to free the girls. Luckily, they weren't hurt in this, in it falling. And the moose was able to untangle itself and run off. Oh, wow. The friend was shooken up, but otherwise okay. Chloe, however, was bleeding quite badly. Oh. And I haven't mentioned this. Oh, yeah. I did. Well, I did mention it, but I wrote it down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, their hooves are actually really sharp and can cut people up pretty good. But Chloe was rushed to the hospital by paramedics. She suffered a broken collarbone and had to get surgery. Her arm had to remain in a sling for some time, but all in all, it could have been much worse. Uh, I don't think anyone went after the moose, but this happened in late May, so the mother moose must have just had a calf or two and it was protecting it. So the Metzer family has has lived in the area for six years and frequently have seen moose in the, moose in the area. The family doesn't blame the moose, saying that she was just trying uh, protecting her children. Mm. Uh, I think uh, I think they built a fence after that too. <laughs> yeah. a, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> a big fence. <laughs> All right. So in these stories, I kind of had to pick and choose from several of them, and I wanted to I wanted to end on one this week. I wanted to end on one with death. Okay. <laughs> I'm in that kind of mood, Dave. I normally try to end on a um, survival story, but I want to end on death this week. Okay. So for this story, you know what? Let's use it. Let's hop into the time machine. 
Sometime. Somewhere. And we are going back to 1999. Oh, well, that's not too far that's back. That's not too far back, but it, it's, it counts. It counts. Yeah, it's in another era, dude. <laughs> yeah, another... It's like, how far... Was, that was 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. That's yeah. plenty. That's plenty. And we are going to Bozeman, Montana. And Bozeman is... Do you know where that is? Hey, where, a, didn't you go there? No. So Bozeman is um, in... It's just north of Yellowstone. Maybe oh, okay. a couple hours, hour or two. Um, Bozeman is kind of a cool place. But anything east of Bozeman is a shithole. Oh. And I can say that because I lived in East Montana. So, I, mm. yeah, you're right. I did live in... I lived in East Montana. In East Montana. Billings, their largest city, is a shithole on top of a shithole. And it's worse than Tucson, that's for sure. Mm. But Bozeman is Bozeman is nice. Mm. Bozeman is nice. I'll say that. So everything west of Bozeman is nice too. Mm. Anyway, to our story. At this point in 1999, this is the first moose fatality in decades. Let's meet Brian Edwards. He's 42. He's a plumber's apprentice. Now, not too much is known about this story because Brian was alone at the time of the attack. Hmm. Okay. So Brian was attacked by a moose when he was about 50 to 150 yards. I don't, I didn't get the exact thing. Okay. He's about 50 to 150 yards from the cabin. He was staying there with his family and it isn't clear why the attack happened. There had been reports of a large wounded moose nearby, but the animal was never spotted again. Brian told his family around 3 p.m. he'd be back in an hour. His family reported him missing just after 7 p.m. So he's been gone for too long now. Search and rescue workers, along with uh, dog teams, searched for several hours, but didn't find Brian. They then looked in the morning when his body was found. Mm. When they found him... They saw uh, horn marks on, or sorry, they saw marks on his body, not horns, they're antlers, <laughs> but what killed him was a single spike from an antler. So the, one of the tines, uh-huh. one went into his left eye oh. and into his brain. Oh, wow. Instantly killing him. Pretty cool, huh? Gee, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Like a movie. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a movie. Or, you know, like you see like uh, antlers on the wall and somebody throws another dude on there. Or yeah. Say, you know what I mean? Yeah. That feels like that kind of a story, but it was see, a real yeah. life moose. That's crazy. <laughs> and I wish there was more info on it, but uh, no one saw the attack. Maybe it's uh, the same moose from the first story. that <laughs> He's still mad. He's like, <laughs> yeah, going after people. But uh, Spike Through the Eye, uh, that's one of the most unique deaths we've covered yeah. so far. Uh, and that's going to wrap things up, Dave. Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope you and our listeners were entertained and learned a few new things about the Mighty Moose. Uh, I had fun putting this one together, and I learned a lot, too. And for next week, I haven't fully decided what to cover yet. It could be anything. Uh, I do want to cover crocs and gators soon, though. Uh, that might be next week. I, I'm just not sure yet. Because oh. sometimes, like doing these solo episodes like this, like, mm-hmm. these are more research heavy than the stories most of the oh, time. Okay. So sometimes just doing stories are easier. 
But if any listeners want to recommend an episode, feel free to do so. I was even thinking about doing another Famous People Killed by Animals. Hmm. Uh, Those were our first two episodes, so we might do a part three sometime. I found some more stories. Okay. Uh, I want to do another Jim Corbett episode too. Um, Lots of things to cover, and sometimes choosing one to do is sometimes the hardest part. Yeah. But if you enjoy the show, what you can do... If you want to do something, you can go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. If you don't use iTunes, then whatever platform you use, give us a review there. Or you even go to our Facebook page and give us a review there as well. And uh, it, it really helps us on the business end of things, so please be sure to do that. It helps a lot. Me and Dave, I especially, every time we get a review, I'm like, hey, I, I hit up Dave. I'm like, Dave, we got another one. Uh, and then I tell him about it. <laughs> Uh, now also, if you want to be even more of an awesome person, you can become a producer of the show by giving us a little donation. That would be more than wonderful. Uh, I work really hard on putting these together and donations would be greatly appreciated. And any money will, any money sent will go right back into the podcast anyway. You know, I've got to get some, I want some books and some other things. So it would be truly awesome if anyone could help with that. And the way you could do that is on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. Or you could go to my account on Venmo, Matthews-Hamilton-51. And this is all in the description below. And it's also my birthday on Monday, too. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> and also, remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share it on the pod, or if you just want to communicate with us, ask us a question, suggest an episode, feel free to do so uh, at any time. You just email us, or you can do it on Facebook, too. And also, recommend the show to family and friends. Help build us up. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Stitcher, all the ones that we need to be on. Anything to add this week, Dave? No, I'm good. You good? Yeah. All right. Uh, Colonel Cheetor, you got anything? 20 bucks says I could take down a punk-ass moose. I don't know how to react because we haven't figured out what to say for him yet. Mm-hmm. Well, he said something probably... Hopefully it's nice. Yeah, hopefully that's nice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's so stupid. <laughs> this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.